Hello, and welcome to Behind the Big Day. So welcome back to another episode of Behind the Big Day. Thank you so much to everybody who's liked, rated, commented, shared our first two episodes. Our first episode with Martin Hand talking through wedding photography and photography for weddings in general has been massively well received so thank you so much for that and then we had our second episode talking through the now setting stone restrictions and the lifting of restrictions which should hopefully mean that we can get back to having weddings very soon so before we go any further please don't forget to like rate comment subscribe all that good stuff and share this with your friends the growth of this has been incredible and the way it's been received so far is amazing but I can't do this without your help. The more likes we have, the more shares we have, the more listens we have, the bigger guests I can get on here, the more people I can get listening to this and the better this can become. So thank you so much in advance for all your help and I hope that we can start growing this and and turn it into something really great. So now on to this week's episode. This week I had Ellen from L&D Events joining me. She is a wedding planner. She is somebody I've worked with on a number of occasions in the past. And someone who has a massive amount of experience in the industry, having worked in it for six or seven years now. Wedding planners, I think, get something of a bad rap in terms of them being seen as an added expense that's not necessarily needed. And actually, I think they can be massively beneficial. And they don't just do full wedding planning. You know, there's a whole host of things that she does from full planning sessions right down to little things and helping source suppliers. So she has a massive amount of contacts and a massive amount of experience and knowledge that anybody planning a wedding can tap into. So it's time to introduce this week's guest, Ellen from L&D Events. Thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So how are we doing? How How's lockdown life been for you? <laughs> um, well, a bit crazy. Um, I had nothing better to do, so I decided to have a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you know, always doing something. Not the you're you're not the only one for sure, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you picked your time. You picked your time. Yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> I know, crazy. <laughs> Amazing. So Ellen is a wedding planner. We've known each other for about two years now. Yeah, I think so. Um, kind of, I guess you kind of gave me my in into Aww. this industry. We back in late 2019 was it 2018 i can't even remember what year no, it was yeah yeah i think it was yeah it was right at the beginning of the year i think you contacted me just before christmas and said that you were moving into weddings and i was like ah i don't actually have anything over christmas but i am doing this big shoot that you can come and get to know us on and then yeah you've been amazing so it's been great working with you since then that's right yeah it was kind of a, i was breaking out on my own first kind of ventures on my own and just kind of dropped your message and and it went from there and actually the the film that the film that we that i created on that day is still still on my website to this day because it was such a lovely shoot and thanks so yeah I, it's online it's <laughs> i love been, it it's been good but yeah so you're a wedding planner yeah where how did you start how, how did you get into this industry um accidentally to do with weddings if I'm honest (laughs) so I was a manager senior manager for a government department for a number of years and um, I took a promotion and it was kind of purely financial gain but a mistake in hindsight it wasn't the right move for me and 
So uh, to cut a long story short, um, I started looking for different employment. I'd been there for seven years and I'd just fallen out of love with it. Um, And I kind of wrote down a bucket list of things that I loved the sound of. Whether I had any idea if I was good at them or not was another matter. I just thought, right, I'm going to try and find out some more um about each thing so it was as crazy as like journalism to (laughs) to marketing and things um and I had done a business management and marketing degree many years ago um and so I thought well marketing might be a nice thing to branch out into so I found this fantastic website that you could go and do voluntary work on um and at the time I wasn't in a financial position to just quit my job and and go for it so I was doing this all voluntarily um and this website broke things down into different sectors and there was the arts and creative industry, which I absolutely love. So I started volunteering for events around my hometown of York um, and kind of quickly realized that wasn't that great at marketing, but I was good at organizing um, from being a manager for so long. Um, So then I started volunteering for a local um, fair organizer that did vintage fairs. And from there, they started deciding to branch out into vintage wedding fairs. So I got a lot of experience through that um, and met a lot of then wedding connections because obviously the traders at the fairs were all wedding industry suppliers. um, And they were like, yeah, you should come and work in this industry. And I thought, oh, no, I don't like the sound of bridezillas. (laughs) I'm not sure I want to do that. Nobody does. I've never had one it's I find it I think it's a myth but um anyway uh they finally persuaded me and I did my first wedding back in 2014 um and got to a stage where I could build up enough experience to quit my then full-time job in 2016 and do this full-time so that's it (laughs) amazing and then what five years later you're you're here yeah doing it yeah <laughs> as full-time as you can be other than last year i think we were all all a <laughs> bit uh a bit kind of blindsided by last year and i know i was for sure yeah. so obviously like you say last year everything looked great and then we all got a bit swept away by yeah. what happened so what's what's being a wedding planner been like through all of this have you been able to do your job or has it been very much take a back seat and and just do bits and bobs where you can yeah it's been a strange one for me um I think when yeah a year ago now isn't it that's quite crazy um schools closed didn't they so yeah um I think very early on for me I had an inkling that this was not going to go away quickly for big big numbers um Obviously, none of us could predict the different stages and the different ideas that the government came up with. But um, I knew that all my weddings were over 100 guests. And I just had a feeling that even by the end of the year, it wasn't going to be safe. So I very quickly had chats with the couples that I had already booked in and kind of managed to persuade them that, you know, worst case scenario, if I'm completely wrong, if we wake up tomorrow and everything's okay, then all they've done is added a year to their date. And that gives them more time to save money, gives them more time to think of any more ideas that they'd like to do. And nothing is lost. Whereas going ahead or not being able to go ahead if they stuck to their current dates could be a real issue. So very quickly on, um, I'd moved all my 
2020 couples. And so then I kind of went into this weird kind of insular bubble where I felt a bit protected because I knew I didn't have any more work. So it was almost like a sigh of relief. Also the issue, <laughs> issue if that's the right word, being that I was pregnant. So I couldn't go and pivot myself in a way that I'd seen other suppliers having to go and get other jobs and things. Um, you know, if I hadn't been pregnant, I definitely would have done that because um, the lack of income definitely wasn't fun last year. Um, but no, it was not. I knew equally nobody's going to employ a, you know, a, a lady that's about to go off again to have a baby. And I also didn't want to go and get a job where it... It's a fine line. If I went and got a job that didn't mean anything to me, it's likely going to be a job that's a minimum wage. And then actually that didn't even cover my my nursery fee costs for my other daughter. So it was it was a no-win situation in that terms. Um, but I did get a little bit of, I don't know if jealousy is the right word, but I saw other planners doing amazing things, like really getting out there on social media in a way that I didn't feel ready to myself, but I really admired them. So I've seen a lot of, wonderful Instagram TVs and people just really selling themselves and showing how much a planner can help people. Um, so yeah, that, that was good to watch, but for me, it was a, a slightly different experience. <laughs> yeah. I think it's been a, it's been a learn. It's definitely been a learning experience for everybody in the industry, kind of watching what everybody else has done and how everybody else has handled it. It's been, you've been able to kind of see what other people have done and go, well, maybe I'm not ready to do that, but actually off the back of that, maybe I could do something else that's kind of similar. And I know, obviously, I follow you on Instagram, you've been a bit more active on that and yeah. showing your face a bit more and that kind of thing. And that's been really good to see because I think it's really good for couples to see you and know what you do and, and to put yourself out there a bit more because it is at the end of the day, we're a business, we've got to sell ourselves and we've got to just use the tools at our disposal to to do that as best we can so if we can learn new ways to do that that's as as good as we can get really yeah absolutely it's a hard one with planners because we're not there to sell a product we're there to sell, sell ourselves that's such a wrong way of saying it isn't it but you know what i mean <laughs> um, yeah, yeah well so... if we go on to if we go on to products so what is kind of what do you do this is you know i'm still i'm still learning bits and pieces and i've obviously come across wedding planners yourself and and a few others what do you what where do you see yourself where do you think you fit in a wedding day um, yeah, it's, so as a planner, it's there's a there's a lot of confusion because um, we can do um, venue coordination, and um, so probably my most popular package is to coordinate somebody's day for them. So I tend to attract a, a certain couple that really love the run up of planning it all themselves, but they want somebody to take the hassle out of working their day. So. Um, so, so they, they shouldn't be working their day, which is what I always say to people, you, you know, if you, I don't want to take any enjoyment away from you, but please don't work your own wedding day. Um, it's something I stupidly did being a planner. I didn't think I needed anybody. And actually <laughs> I would have welcomed another planner being there. Um, so, but then there are venue coordinators and they're a different thing. Um, and don't get me wrong, you can get some venue coordinators that go above and beyond maybe what their terms and conditions are within their role. But there's no reason why we can't work together nicely. Um, so a venue coordinator normally is, a, is you know, does what it says on the tin. They're there to look after the venue. So make sure that like noise levels are being adhered to and that nobody's 
<laughs> doing any damage to the venue or anything like that. They know where the things are because it's their premises. But I'm there for the couple. So it's my it's my duty to look after them. Um, I will have done a timeline with them. So it's about making sure they're where they should be at the right times um, and making sure their day is going smoothly. And that is to work alongside the venue coordinator in a harmonious way. But also it's not, it's for me to not be afraid to go up to the venue and say, Oh, this isn't going quite right. Can you help me from your perspective? So I actually welcome it when there's two of us that are there to do it. Um, That said, it's getting slightly tougher for planners like me because um, sometimes it's misleading to couples that don't know what planners do and they say, Oh, brilliant. I get a venue coordinator included. I don't need anybody else. And actually, we do so much more for them. It's a separate situation. Um, and, I, you know, obviously, I'm going to say I'd recommend you book one, but I definitely would. <laughs> I, I mean, I, w- I would jump on that and say, yeah, absolutely. I think the, the thing you've got to remember, and I think couples have to remember, is that when you're booking a venue with a wedding, co- with a wedding coordinator that comes along, they're still beholden to a salary from the venue. Yeah their number one priority is going to be the venue. It's not necessarily going to be you, whereas you can be that impartial, independent person Yeah. that if they are not happy with, they can feel confident going, you're my person. Can you go and fix this? Because it's not quite right. Exactly, yeah. And that that exact scenario happened a few years ago to me. Um, I got, got booked by a bride, Um she, she was getting married at a venue I'd never worked at before and um, they were a fantastic venue they they were like a five-star venue in fact and they went above and beyond in terms of jobs that I am often used to doing myself um, at the more DIY places I get booked for but it, that left me feeling a bit redundant but instead I kept going and seeing the bride and checking she was okay and she was like you know that's what I needed because they're not doing that they're not coming in and checking on me so you know it worked out well you have the ability i guess to be flexible and to do to be where you need to be rather than being beholden to what what's happening in the venue you can kind of oversee things and know you've got a bit more awareness of of knowing where you need to be when yeah yeah it's it's it is a very particular set of skills um you know you've got to you've got to always be forward thinking and you've got to have an eye on everything and looking at where, where things, you know, what's going on in the room, quite literally what's going on in the room for seeing problems, going and grabbing dustpans and brushes. If you see something dropping on the floor to then like smoothing out the bride's dress or it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But it's always, I mean, speaking from a, from the position of a photographer and videographer, it's always helpful to have that person who's not, you know, they're not interested in in having a chat every five seconds or whatever. They're focused on what they need to be focused on. So if we're off doing a couple shoot, you can be the person who comes and helps sets up. You can help us. You can help us with that. You can help the bride. You can help all sorts of people in a number of situations. Yeah, definitely. And it's, um, you know, you're there to be the authority, but in a nice way. <laughs> Nobody wants a bouncer at their wedding. <laughs> Absolutely. So when somebody said it before you know before i met you before kind of all of this if someone said wedding planner to me i immediately think of somebody with a clipboard yeah 
who the you know the the classic movie scenario of somebody with a clipboard planning everything making sure everything's everything's gone down but that's just kind of a small part of it and the 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 on the day thing is just a small part of what you can offer yeah yeah my friends were convinced i had a headset (laughs) it's not true i don't i do actually own a clipboard but i I very rarely use it i don't bring it out on the day um yeah so i do offer a variety of packages um i appreciate that everybody's budgets are different but again you know I say, obviously, I am going to encourage people to use a planner. So um, I've I've built these packages up around people that can then get a, a taste of something if they can't afford the full thing. So I, I do do full planning, and that's working with couples from the outset. It can be to even find them the venue um, or once they've booked the venue to, like, take over from that point. Um, I use the word takeover, but it's clearly about working with the couples. There's, you know, they don't turn up on the day having not known what's going on with their wedding. <laughs> um, of course, of course. It, it's including them, but taking out the hassle. So I'm the middleman. So it means that they don't have to spend time chasing up different suppliers or sending endless emails. They just have to okay things via me and I'll do all the legwork for them. Um, and then I do uh, bespoke packages, which is where people have maybe started the wedding planning journey, but then have got a bit nervous about it or realized they don't have as much time as they thought they did. Um, there's no shame in saying that you're not enjoying it, although, you know, it should be enjoyable. But if you're not enjoying it, that's the time to talk to somebody because um, we should be putting the fun back into it. So maybe it's got too stressful for people and that's when they should get in contact with someone like me. Um, and so it's bespoke because it's very much dependent on how much they've done. And I'll just take over from that point. Uh, I've got the on the day coordination, as we've already discussed. Um, I've got very simple things such as just searching for certain suppliers for people. So maybe they feel like they've got everything in hand, but they just can't find one particular person. And then I can do a bit of a search. Um, And then I've introduced a new one just before Christmas, which is for people that really maybe do feel like they can do it all on their own. And this was probably my most pivot situation in the pandemic where I appreciate that if you have got a small wedding, you might not feel like you need a planner. You might think you can manage up to 30 people on your own quite well. But um, you might not know where to begin with it all. So I offer up to two hours of my time and people can just sit down and basically ask me anything, (laughs) anything they want. And I'll get them on the right track. So it could be to do their timeline for them. It could be to ask them how they think their venue should be set out, how what time they think that they should start doing everything um, in terms of months down. You know, at what point should they plan X, Y and Z, Um, anything they want. And I'm there for it. Amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. Like the, the, I think that's something that I think could be massively popular because a lot of people, you and me are, we're both kind of, there's a whole load of Facebook groups and X, Y, and Z that we're in the, you know, you see a new brides posting going, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. And that could be a massively helpful thing for somebody. That's what I'm hoping. Absolutely. That's what I hope. Um, and then, you know, later down the line, if they do decide they need me after all, I'm there for that as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the, the important thing with that is to remember that, like you say, planning a wedding and your wedding day should be a fun experience. And generally speaking, 
with the couples we both speak to it's the first time they're doing it you and me have both and as a wedding planner you've you've done hundreds yeah you've got experience of hundreds you've got the ability you've got the confidence especially with the suppliers that you tend to work with the suppliers that you trust you trust them for a reason yeah absolutely Whereas, you know you can people can have there's a there's a a really not famous but in terms of photography circles there's a a a brand called fire and ice who i actually had on the podcast or i'm having on the podcast in a few weeks Uh, a photographer stole a load of their images and put it on a website nobody knew and she'd had she'd have seven or eight bookings through that having never never done a web never done a, a wedding before ever there's no way that she could capture those images because you had no idea and you see here and it's that's not to scare brides away but it's you know having that confidence of you having worked with suppliers on multiple occasions knowing they can knowing what they can provide knowing that they can provide the the goods and provide the service that you expect and the bride expects of them is invaluable yeah absolutely i'll never recommend a supplier i haven't worked with or if it's something maybe a bit more niche and i haven't had the opportunity to then i'll definitely go off personal recommendation of other people that i trust um i would never i do get emails saying you know will you recommend me and i'll give you some commission it's just not how i work i'm not taking money from people to then recommend them because they they're not being recommended they're doing it because they're paying me and um so no it's got to be people i've seen in action um you know yourself that's how we met because i told you to come to the shoot so that i could get to know you and you did such an amazing job you then got some bookings in the way thank you very much <laughs> Um, but it's true that's what i've got to see it's a massive thing though it is a massive thing being able to have trust in suppliers and so often obviously you know i sit and we have video calls with brides and, and brides and grooms about their day and they ask me you know are you trustworthy and, and I, you say yes but from their point of view it's just me sitting on a on a screen if you've got somebody like yourself a wedding planner who can really back that up through numerous weddings that's invaluable yeah i hope i hope people do see it like that definitely and it's always learning like we never stop learning i don't think anybody stops learning if um if they do it's maybe time to change career (laughs) but every wedding is different so even if i get couples that want a similar style there is only them. So something's going to be different about that day. And I will always learn what worked well and what didn't and know then what didn't work, how to advise against it for the future. So that always benefits people. Absolutely. So if you were, you know, you've got a bride, a bride and groom are coming to you. What would you say is the the kind of, what do you, what's your number one recommendation? I think the, the thing that we've spoken about before, I think that I would jump on is don't work your wedding day. 
Yeah. Yeah. That is without a doubt. I remember doing a wedding fair a few years ago and I'm not those, that kind of person that jumps on people and cold sells till them because I just can't do that. But that was kind of became my tagline of the day when I got into chat with them. It was always just don't work your wedding day. It just it shows and you'll see this as a videographer, but I know that my wedding photos do not look the way I wanted them to because you can see a level of stress on my face because I just didn't relax all day. I was constantly clock watching. I had my own timeline memorized in my head and I I wasn't putting in the special touches that I like to do for my couples because I was trying to lead the way. And as I say, I wish I'd got a fellow planning friend to do mine. <laughs> so yeah, don't, don't do it. If you want to relax and enjoy your day and not even know what time it is until the planner comes up to you and says so, then book a planner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you talk about the photos and video. When you watch them back, you'll, it takes you back to that day. You don't want that memory to be a stressful one. You don't want that kind of th- that to trigger you going oh I remember I remember this point I was stressed because the cake hadn't arrived on time exactly. or whatever else you know what I mean so it's yeah I think that's that's from from speaking to you and the time we've spent together and actually the time I've spent kind of around planners in general and couples in general the the one piece of advice to take away from all of this is don't work your wedding day Definitely. it's Definitely. an invaluable expense and and a, and a, a really positive investment and not money wasted at all yeah and I think that is a really hard um it can be a really hard thing to get across to couples because we don't look like the fun piece of prop hire that you're going to spend the same amount of money on you know I've known couples that would rather spend the same amount of money as it costs to book me to go and buy some light up letters for the day and you know you want to get them for two hours (laughs) get me for a long time Um, so you know we are an investment um but a good an investment that will ultimately save you money because it'll save you stress it'll save you time it'll save you not knowing where to look for the right things in a way that we do um, and we have all those key contacts um, and we know how things work really well. So it's an investment, but a good one. Obviously, I would say that. But <laughs> No, absolutely. It, it's yes, of course, we're sitting here, you know, saying this because we're we're here. We both run businesses. But actually, as I've alluded to on this podcast before, if you're in this industry just to make money, you're never going to get anywhere. No, you need to care. You need yeah. to care about the couples. You need to care about the day that you're involved in. It's a massive honor to be involved in somebody's wedding day. And you need to be able to take that seriously and not just see it as a money-making exercise. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. It's such a trusting thing. That's why I always I always end my weddings by leaving a thank you card for them. And in it always says, thank you for trusting me with your day. Because um, it is, it's such an honor to be part of such a personal thing. Um but yeah, it's it's a brilliant relationship, and what a nice, what more of a nice occasion can you have than to see somebody getting married? We are we are very lucky to be involved in weddings. I think it's a it's a very joyous thing to to do, and a very kind of just a happy happy occasions that we get to call our job, which is quite cool. Definitely, I think I'm uh, going to be crying at all of them this year just for the fact I'm doing them again. <laughs> let's get back to let's get back to work. I think is the is going to be the feeling. I think when we get back to that first one, that first big one is going to be is going to be something special. Oh, definitely, cannot wait. 
Amazing. Well, do you want to plug your Instagram, your kind of your socials, the usual, the usual oh, spiel? <laughs> so I am Ellen D Events, um, and I'm uh, on that on Instagram and Twitter. On Facebook, annoyingly, someone stole that, so I had to be Ellen D Event Planning. <laughs> and my website is ellendevents.co.uk. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a really informative experience. I would definitely recommend going and checking Ellen out for your wedding day. It's such an important thing and can be so invaluable to you and to your day in general. Thank you so much for having me. Speak to you soon. So that was my chat with Ellen from LND Events. I hope you found that interesting and useful. There's so much information to unpack in that in such a short space of time. But I would definitely recommend going and checking Ellen out and looking into having a wedding planner in general even if it's just for your day because it can help you massively it's somebody who's on your side even if the venue gives you a venue planner an independent planner like ellen can really help be on your side and make sure your day goes really smoothly so once again i have been connor from wheel and spoke we are at wheel and spoke on facebook and instagram don't forget to like comment rate subscribe all that good stuff share this with your friends And drop us an email to behindthebigday at gmail.com if you have any questions, any queries, anything you want us to cover on the podcast. Just let me know. And until next time, thank you so much again for listening and I'll speak to you soon.